Welcome in. It is March 10th, 2021, and today we have the NFC East. Uh, I just want to apologize to everyone who has to listen to this because the entire division is god-awful. Uh, at least they were in 2020. I think there could be, I think there's two teams that could make uh, a surge in 2021. Not great, but could be pretty good. And that pretty good is enough to win this god-awful division. That's true. I mean, uh, who you're playing against makes a big difference uh, when it's six years, you know, 16 games on the schedule. And uh, so, yeah, they're, they're going to have they're gonna have some upswings. But who, who do you think it is? The teams? Who um, think, yeah, who do you see having the upgrade? Uh, well, the Washington football team, if they're able to get a quarterback, um, and even a decent one, it doesn't have to be great, just a decent one, I think they could make a surgence. And I actually think the Giants could do a lot. Uh We'll kind of go into that a little bit really? later. Yeah, I'll go okay. into that a little bit later. Uh, but those are the I am, two. I am surprised Why? that that is who you picked. Uh, so Washington football team, I agree, could. And like you said, we'll get into the minutia in a second. Uh, but they could. However, they did have a decent quarterback on the team, and they refused to play him. And that, that was the only Who was their decent quarterback? If the, Alex Smith, and they refused oh, yeah. to play him. Um, Dude, and, man, I, I mean, but honestly, no one wanted to watch everyone, everyone's uh, butthole puckered when he went on the field because they were just afraid he was going to get hurt. It doesn't matter. He went on the field with a doctor's clearance and he'd have been fine. But the the problem, the problem is, I mean, if it weren't for Deshaun Watson's debacle in Houston, or I should say Houston's debacle of Deshaun Watson, yeah. uh, the Alex Smith thing would be huge news because that guy came out and he said, like, I've never been so insulted with the way Washington treated me. It was horrible. Uh, they they almost rooted for me to not make the field. Um, he was like he was tearing in to Washington, and Alex Smith is not a vocal guy. No, he's but it's not Washington. a guy. That, I mean, he's what's that? Uh, I mean, it's Washington. Are you surprised? No, 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 at all, not at all. But I mean, I guess. Well, that no. Let me rephrase that. I am a little surprised because uh, I was really hoping for their sake, for the fans' sake that Ron Rivera going there was going to be able to change some things. Um, and it was not. <laughs> uh, it obviously did not. Because the same kind of thing he, that had happened before. See, I just, but, he changed a lot. He changed a lot of things. The problem is Dan Snyder's the owner. And as Texans fans, we know that if the owner is a, an idiot, you're limited on how much you can change things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. I mean, like culture, all those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But, I mean... Be treating your quarterback poorly. There's no excuse for that because that can fall on the coach. I mean, I mean, the coach can flat out say, "Look, you know, this is who they want to play. I'm sorry. That's how it goes, and that happens all the time." But to hear some of what Alex Smith was saying, or I should say, read what he was saying, it was not your typical "Sorry, sorry, buddy. The young guy, you know, beat you out. You got a bit pinched." It was some really horrible treatment. Uh, from but, every, from but every, that's because of Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder pushed, uh, oh, what was this? Dwayne Haskins on everybody. Right. Uh, Dwayne yeah. Haskins was his son's college roommate or something like that. And he, no one wanted him. Gruden didn't want uh, Dwayne Haskins. Ron Rivera didn't want Dwayne Haskins. But Snyder pushed him on everyone so much that they didn't really have a choice. So I wouldn't put that on Ron Rivera or the front office. I would put that on Dan Snyder, who is a habitual bad decision maker yeah no it's it's horrible and so 
to say then you just need a better quarterback, I mean, I don't see how you're going to get one. Uh, not where they're where were they drafted number seven? Um, yeah, no, no, they're way later than that because they made the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they draft oh, number nineteen. What a terrible. Yeah, I terrible think they might be able to trade a second or maybe probably more likely probably a first, maybe a second and a fourth for um, uh, uh, what's his name out of the Jets, uh, Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's possible. That's the best case scenario. For I them. agree. Um, you know, and well, since we're yeah, talking about I mean, them, they, let's look into the Washington football team. Let's just go ahead and dive right yeah. into them. Um, so they've got fifty-four million dollars in cap space, which is actually pretty good. I mean, for with everyone else, that's the most in the in their division. So they're doing all right. Um, some of their needs that I saw: uh, left tackle. The left tackle is god awful. They had Garen Christian yep. last year. It's not good. Uh, they could use. They drafted a, one. Uh, Sadiq. They, they drafted Sadiq Charles, but he's not a left. Sadiq Charles. He, yeah, at LSU, they got him in the fourth round. I don't think he's a left tackle. He might be a right tackle, but they have Morgan Moses. I think he ends up playing left guard, which is something they are they needed. They need left guard, center. Um, they need to. I believe they franchise tag Brandon Scherf. Um, I don't know if they resigned him, but I think they franchise tagged him as of today. Uh, so they, they still need a left tackle. If Sadiq Charles moves over to left guard, which is probably where he needs to be, they still need a left tackle in the center. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a huge you know problem they have. I mean, Sam Darnold uh, got destroyed without a left tackle, so if he is the guy that gets moved over there somehow, or if it's Teddy Bridgewater, whoever comes in, a rookie, they need another tackle really badly. Now, they may be able to get one with their first-round pick, uh, maybe, um, yeah. but he's probably not going to be a day one starter. So I, I do worry for whoever uh, they get it, you know, for their QB. So, but yeah, I, their defense is still solid. Uh, they need a corner badly. Um, you know, outside of that, that front seven is going to make the defense better. I mean, the secondary better. Well, they need. So I don't think they have to plug in perfect players back there. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd like to get him another wide receiver. Uh, you know, they got Terry McLaurin, and yeah. I'm trying to think of who else really. That's about it. That's really all they have at wide receiver. And so I'd like to get him somewhere else there, at least two more guys. Um, they, I'd like to get him a safety go-to-go next to Landon Collins, someone that's more of a, uh, a rangy guy. Uh, and we'll kind of get into that uh, a little bit later. Um, you know, if they, if they get Sam Darnold, they might be able to grab – uh, Jamison Crowder because he's a free agent. Yeah, um, that would so be that a good idea. Be, actually, I believe it was just flat out released yeah. uh, the other day. So that could be, you know, the familiarity, you know, that would be a good uh, guy to put across from, from a foreign. So, and, and probably not break the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be a great idea because then he's got a little bit of familiarity. Um, some other places they need help, like you said, corner. Uh, they've got. Kendall Fuller is a solid corner, but and then they have Ronald Darby as a free agent. They could re-sign him. He's young. He's 26. He's he's okay, um, but he's not. That's not who you want to rely on. He's you'd be a good number two or maybe a nickelback, but uh, uh, you might as well keep him. Around. I feel like you could get him for fairly cheap, and then they need an inside linebacker. So Ruben Foster's a free agent. I would say bring him back if you can. If they could bring him back and Michael Kendricks, 
Um, they'd have John Bostic, Robert Foster, and Michael Kendricks. With that front four, that line linebacking core will be fine for you, and it'll be fairly inexpensive. Um, so I would run with that. The main what I would focus on if I'm them is QB, obviously, and then offensive line. Uh, so that's why my re-signings would be Brandon Scherf, who I believe they tagged, Ruben Foster, and Michael Kendricks. And free agency, I, I, I've got Gary Conley as one of the cheap signs for almost every team for cornerback because I think you can get him for, for – he's young, he's, he would be fairly cheap, and you and I think he's pretty solid as a two, as a number two corner. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a CB1, though. There's no way. But, no. yeah, he could, be, he could be fine. He's fine for CB2. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe slightly better than average, I would say. Even. I agree. Uh, due to due to some numbers that can be argued, and he's a very controversial corner mm-hmm. because he had some some really bad years uh, or times with Oakland, but but really good times that uh, he didn't get the credit he deserved for, and and you know played a lot of number ones. But anyway, uh, it's more about where he was drafted that made him so hated. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he'd been drafted in the sixth round, people would be celebrating him. I feel like if he would have gotten drafted <laughs> so, in the second or third, they would have given him a little, a little bit more time to develop. Yep. And so that's kind of on the team. paid for, a lot yeah, in the first. That's so the that problem. salary, it's, it's hard to swallow that uh, in the first with the first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, who else you got going there? Um, Cam Robinson, uh, the left tackle from the Jaguars. Now, he's fine. He's not great. He's fine. But if you've got Sadiq Charles... Oh, did they tag him? They jag tag him. Good. I mean, they that was they were way. smart too. That's what they should have done. They need to that that offensive line is not that it's it's okay. It's okay, but with Media, Trevor, it's yeah, middling. Yeah, and I think they could get some internal, some interior offensive line guys late. There's a lot of really, there's a lot of guys that are listed as tackles in this draft that should probably be guards, and so I feel like they can get a lot of guys late, and so they shouldn't have a problem with that. But. Um, Corey Davis, I I think to have that big body go up and get him. Honestly, they should they could really sign just about any free agent, and it would be an improvement because the, their entire receiving yeah. core is pretty garbage. Quinn, Terry Terry Quinn Terry O'Quinn, he's the second best I think receiver on that team. So yeah, that, yeah, they need another. Yeah, um, and then Malik Hooker, but I think everyone should try and sign him. I, Malik Hooker next to Landon Collins would be great. Landon Collins is a great. Strong safety. He's got some range to him, but he's more of an in-the-box guy. And I think if you put a more rangy guy, a, a more ball-hawking guy like Malik Hooker next to him, it boy, that really helps shore up any deficiencies that your corners might have, which there are some on that side. And if the best thing about the Washington football team is their defense. And if you can just keep improving that, it takes a lot of pressure off of whoever that quarterback is going to be and off your offense in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I think I keep waiting for Logan Thomas. I thought this was going to be the year he kind of makes his move. Um, it, this is not a great. He, they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have an offensive line, so they kind of they just didn't have the chance. But I still think that if they fix those problems, this could be a good year for them. Um, and then as far as the draft, like we said, if you can get a decent one, so they draft the nineteenth uh, pick. The third best lineman, uh, I think, is Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. If you can get Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, great, because I think he and uh, Panay Sewell are probably the the only day one starters for sure. Maybe Christian Darisaw. I think he it might take him a little while, but he's. I think that's after that. It's a it's a big drop 
from the tackles. I think uh, Elijah Vera Cruz would be a good one, but it's still not sure if he'll be a guard in the uh, in the NFL or if he can be a tackle. I think he can play pretty much any position on the offensive line, and I would grab him just because they need you know, so many things. And regardless of who they get, uh, it's just that position has to be filled. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on to the next team, though, because I am, I am amazed that you think the Giants are going to be one of the teams that improve. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so I got to hear a little bit about why you think this is and how you think this is. Okay, not a problem. I would be happy to, Andy. Uh, so <laughs> one of the things about the Giants is, A, I like their coach. I think uh, Joe Judge is a, a good coach. He got a lot of, out of his team that he norm- that a lot of people couldn't have. That defense was a good defense by the end of the year. And that offensive it, line... It was. Yeah, and that offensive line improved greatly. Um, another thing is, I think Gettleman made some pretty... He had a really good draft last year. So that offensive line is all uh, basically all new. They had Kevin Zeitler and Will Hernandez, although Will Hernandez is fairly young. But just on the offensive line, their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, is a was a rookie. Uh, their right tackle, Matt Pert, out of, I believe, UNC, was a rookie. And they had Cam Fleming. I think they'll let him go because you and I both thought Matt Pert would be a really good right tackle, but he was raw and needed some time to develop. Yeah. Uh, you and I were both pretty yeah. big on Shane Lemieux as a guard. Well, if they have Will Hernandez, maybe they can move Zeitler or Hernandez into the center and Lemieux can play center or vice versa, something along those lines. But then that's your front five. And if your front five is Andrew Thomas, Will Hernandez, Shane Lemieux somewhere in there, Zeitler, and then Matt Pert, I really I, I like that offensive line a lot. And that's a, they're really young. And I think they could even keep getting better because that's they had three-fifths of your offensive line had no rookie camp last year. Uh, so I think they could make big improvements over the offseason and uh, within the year. Wide Here, res- here's my problem with that theory. Right. I like that, and I, I agree with you mm-hmm. on the O-linemen uh, about them being good. They were raw. They had no camp. But what worries me is that they're in New York. And New York, I mean, what's the likelihood that they're going to have a camp this year? I mean, Texas, yeah, sure. <laughs> We're opened up. We apparently cured COVID. But uh, but New York, uh, they're still very sensitive to the COVID topic, and I'm wondering how much of a camp they're going to have this year. You know what? It's New York. Like, this is a professional football team. They'll do what they have to. I mean, they could, they'll could. they take a trip down to Florida if need be or to Texas, wherever they can, because they'll need to win. I mean, it's a football team. They'll figure out ways around it. But at least now yeah. – they have time with these players in the offseason. Those players don't have to worry about the draft. They can train just for football. They know how to train. Um, they, they have the playbook. That's a, that's a huge thing. When your offensive line doesn't get the playbook until about three weeks before the, the season starts, boy, you are, re, you are learning really, really yep. quickly and not a lot of practice. So just being able to have that offseason is going to help them. Um their wide receiving core, they got Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, uh, Dante Pettis. That's not bad. That's not a bad wide receiving core. I still feel like Evan Ingram is overrated, but he's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, you're also going to get Saquon Barkley back, which is going to take a lot of pressure off of Daniel Jones. And I know they, a whole lot. I, yeah, and I know they've said a lot about working on with Daniel Jones uh, about taking, uh, getting rid of some of the turnovers because that's his biggest issue is the turnovers. 
He's it's got, a big issue, though. It is, absolutely. <laughs> it is a big issue. It is. But he won't be asked to bomb the ball down the field as much because when they, they're going to become, a, with that defense and with an offensive line in Saquon, they can become more of a ground and pound, and Daniel Jones will just have to maintain. And with his athletic ability yeah. and his arm, I think he can do that. He just kind of needs to be reeled in a bit. I don't think he'll ever be great. They need to run up. No. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, with uh, with Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones won't have to be near as – it won't be as reliant on him. And with that defense, they've got – their defense was solid last year. Uh, they really don't have a lot that's coming available. They tagged Leonard Williams, which they – which makes sense. That's what they need to do. Hopefully they can get Dalvin Thomason under a reasonable contract. But there's not a lot of other – there's not a lot of guys that they have coming available that they need to, to lock down. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, Jabal Sheard would be a nice one to, to get again, but they don't have to. Um, as far as free agents, yeah. they can't do anything in free agency. They have $6 million in cap space, so you ain't, you ain't doing much. But that's okay because you really don't need a ton. Um, well, w- you, there's, there's restructures that can happen. A lot of teams are in that root process this week of restructuring current players so that, you know, they, they get a lot more on the back end and less this year. Uh, but that's going to be more prevalent on teams that believe they have a, a real shot at a run, I would think. Um, that said, uh, the Panthers just did that, and I don't see how they think they have a shot <laughs> as the players. You know, if they'd already traded for Watson, then yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, usually you see that in teams that want, want to go for a real you – know, and then again, maybe the Giants believe they do have a shot at but with the Giants thinking they might have a shot in a weak division, they may be willing to take some restru- or to restructure a bit mm-hmm. some of the players and, and free up that cap space because there are a number of uh, you know mid-level pass rushers that are not being you know that were not uh, franchise tagged uh, that are ten sack guys. They're, they're I, I got to go back through the list, but there's a handful of about five six ten sack guys that could all be pretty good fits able to realistically be signed by the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing is right now, I mean, they have Jabal Sheard and O'Shane Zaminis, who they got two years ago. I mean, I that's 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 okay. They need to get they need to have one more and then if man if you can get some rotation in there, that'd be great. But they just don't have they might be able to restructure some things. Um losing Cam Fleming I think should help a bit. Um but and Jabal Sheard as well, but yeah, they, that's where they need to add is some pass rushers. Um, if like Carl I, Lawson? Do what? Carl Lawson like Carl would be Lawson. some good. Yeah, uh, Carlos Dunlap might be. I, the thing is, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be an oversaturation of pass rushers in the market. Like you see, Shaquille Barrett is going to be available, and so I think that's going to help some people. Um, they draft. Yeah, they're a, working to re-sign him right now, but but yeah. Julian Acora is one of those guys who's a free agent, and I think he got uh, got a. 10 sacks for the 10 or 12 for the Lions. Yeah. He, he could be a good fit yeah. onto a better team. Yeah. Um, Giants have the 11th pick. So maybe they get Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, who I think is – I think it's him and everybody else as far as edge rushers go. Um, he's more of a – he's more of a defensive end, though. I don't know – because he doesn't really fit the 3-4, but he's the best passer. You just kind of figure out what you can do with that. Um if you can get Kyle Pitts at tight end, that would help. Um, and then the second round, an inside linebacker like Dylan Moses or uh, maybe an interior guy like yeah. Josh Myers might help. 
but they don't have to make a lot of great strides to be a really good team, and that's a really bad division, so it's not a big jump. Dylan Moses is my guy this year that, like, if I had to mock draft every team in the third round, every team's getting Dylan Moses. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't help it. I just, I don't see, I, the guy just screams to me that he's going to be an, uh, a solid uh, NFL linebacker. And, uh, and from a smart school, he's a smart guy. I, just, I think it makes too much sense. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of things they could do. And like you said, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to buy in. You're, you're turning my mind, uh, changing my mind here on, uh, on the Giants maybe make, having a bit of a breakthrough. Because uh, Barkley is all the difference in the world, especially if they can get that O-line to gel a little bit more this offseason. Um, but I just – Daniel Jones scares me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, just, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but to me, the team that seems like they're ready for a big jump is the Dallas Cowboys. No, you're wrong. I mean, let's talk about it. No. They signed Dak Prescott to a stupid deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, a great deal. For Dak. Uh, for them. Uh, <laughs> for Dak, yeah. Uh, he's, he's got way more uh, guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, I don't get that part, the, the dollars of it. Uh, but I think Dallas saw firsthand what their team was without him. I mean, they were getting 30 points a game, and then and then he went down, and they were lucky to get 12 points a game, it seems like. So uh, I think uh, now that they got CeeDee Lamb and, and uh, Amari Cooper and Gallup really going, uh, and they've got some pretty decent tight ends, they, they've – Zeke is Zeke is still good. He's just not what he was his his first couple of years, in my opinion. Um, but I think that offense could be really scary. I really do. I think they can be scary. Um, I just don't know if they have the ability to moneyball that defense back together. Um, that, well, they don't have any money. So before the deck move, that's the problem. They had twenty million dollars in cap space. I have to go look and see what they've got left, just because that deck thing came through. I think yesterday. But they, they've yeah. overpaid Amari, they've overpaid Zeke, they overpaid Demarcus Lawrence. They have they don't really have any money, and they have an offensive line that's starting to get too old. Tyron Smith can't stay healthy. Zach Martin's been getting beat up. Um, that offensive line is not nearly as good as it was, and it's getting older. It's, yeah, but they're going to become more of a – I feel like the, that offensive line is better at pass blocking than they are at run blocking, um, which has been detrimental, uh, you know, for Zeke. Uh, the last you know year and a half, uh, but but I feel like they're going to transition more to a pass first team, um, and I I could see Amari Cooper taking a restructure uh, to free up some space. I would trade him if I'm them. I got C. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Um, I, I would trade him. I think he's too too expensive God, I, for what you get from him. I just love having all three. Uh, I love having all three. I mean, God knows. You know the world. You need depth. This is the NFL. You, especially where you're strongest. If you're going to be a pass-first team, you'd have to have three receivers, uh, because if somebody goes down, your your world's over. Okay. You're, they're triple covering your your receiver, and, and you're done. Okay, but you've um, got no defense. I mean, you I, they got Neville, no the defense. They got Neville Gallimore last year, which helps on the interior line. They their only yeah. cornerback is Trayvon Diggs right now. You're right. Van Der Esch is healthy again. Trevon Diggs might take a small jump up. Uh, might. I don't know. But he might take a jump up. Corners mm-hmm. usually do in their second season. Uh, but if their offense can score enough points, you know, they don't have to have the best defense in the world. But but they might be able to trade a few players there, and they might be able to – I think there's going to be a couple hard releases. Uh, and then I think there's going to have to be some uh, – what's it called? Some, some restructures. Because I think, again – 
anyone in that division right now, you've got to think you have a shot, right? Because that whole division is weak. And a couple of them are going to get better and a couple aren't. That's just how the world works. You know, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be all that. And you got to believe that you're not the team that's going to be injured. And, and if you're the players and you want a real shot at a ring, like you're in a weak division, you've got potentially a – I don't know if I call Dak elite, but I think he's no, a lot he's better than elite. people thought he's, he was. He's he's, no, but he's, he's good. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a top ten. He's a top mm. ten. I put him around nine ten. We can debate um, that later. And, see what? We can debate that later. Yeah, I think he's nine or ten there. I, I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Um, but uh, but he's going to be, and he's got a hell of an offense around him. So I think he's going to be successful, uh, putting up a lot of points. I think I think literally a okay. thirty point per okay. game. I'm, I'm with you. Game. That offense can score. I'm with you on that. That defense has no defense, pass rush, so, has no secondary. Um, their linebackers can't stay healthy. They have no safeties. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, you can't. You're right about the linebackers, but. I mean, you've just got to find a way to keep them healthy. I mean, you can't – you've got to keep them healthy. I don't know if you need a new strength and conditioning coach, if you need a new, you know, yoga-only regimen. So, no like pass rush, no corners. Where are you getting sacks at? How are, because if – Well, you got DeMarcus – what happened to DeMarcus Lawrence? I mean, he's an interior guy, but you have no edge rushers. DeMarcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore, that is that is really cool to have on the inside. That's really, really did, neat. Did you say he's not an edge rusher? DeMarcus Lawrence, he's a defensive end. Um uh, he gets he's absolutely an edge rusher. He gets more pressure from the. I mean, he he moves around that no, offensive line. No, he plays outside. He only plays outside. He never plays inside. Mm. No, he's a, he's an outside pass rusher. Okay, he's, yeah, you're he's, right. He's the, he's the edge. He's yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so uh, he, he's the edge, and Evan Gallimore lines up next to him as the interior. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But they they need they were hoping Alden Smith was going to be the guy last year. He did look really good for, like, the first two games. Yeah. Like, he came out and he had, like, four sacks in two games. And you're like, whoa, like, what a signing <laughs> to grab this guy out of, you know, quasi-retirement whatever, or suspension or whatever happened. Uh, I think it was suspension. Um, it was. And then, and then he just got really quiet after that. It just disappeared again. Uh, or didn't he so retire? That, didn't Alden you know, Smith retire? Did he? I thought he – I think he did have uh, – Suspensions and then he just retired. Yeah, he was suspended back. last year or the year before last. He came back from suspension and then the the Dolphin, I mean the Cowboys signed him. Uh, and then everyone was like, everyone had kind of forgotten about him, you know, uh, after that because he got suspended. Was he the guy that had the gun in the airport in San Francisco? Ooh. Because he was a 49er. Yeah, he was. I, that that sounds right. Yeah, I think I think so. I might be wrong, and I apologize if I'm wrong. But I, I feel like he was the guy that. Somebody, somebody, that happened to somebody. I think it was him. And uh, he got suspended for a bit. He came back. Cowboys signed him because who cares about weapons? Uh, and, uh, you know, and again, he, it seems like this brilliant signing, Even you know, if, if he could be back in football shape. And he, and he looked at, he looked apart the first few weeks and then just kind of trailed back into not being awful, but not being good. He was just barely serviceable. So, um, the so Cow- they, they've got to get another edge. Yeah. So the Cowboys, after the Dak signing, have $2 million. And uh, oh my goodness, yeah, so yeah, they, free, they're, they're not getting any free agents, they're, they're lucky they, and they need to re sign Joe Looney. I think they'll be able to uh extend and restructure Zach Martin, uh, like two, you know, not a major extension, like two years, but then backload more most of the money into that last year. I think same for Cooper, uh, it makes sense for both of them to free up that money for the team, uh, maybe even Demarcus Lawrence and say, Look, man. 
do you want do you want to be able to have some one-on-one moves and be the stud you were? Then we need to free up an extra seven million and sign a Julian Acora. You know, not not a game changer, uh, but a ten sack guy who can be across from you and and uh, give you more one-on-one matchups, so you can again be a twelve sack guy. Uh, and then and then that'll be a, a solid you know uh, a couple pass rushers because you're right. I don't think there's anything they can do about the secondary. I don't think you can sign a Malcolm Butler or necessarily that you want to. Uh, so no, I wouldn't touch Malcolm Butler. I no way. To... You can get Malcolm Butler. He'll he'll just join you. Yeah, but you <laughs> but you gotta. Uh, they're gonna have to draft a corner in the first. That's my opinion. All right. Well, let's end this on a dour note with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So sour. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, at this point. So for each team, I go through and I do the needs, who they should resign, free agency, and draft. For needs, I just wrote down sell the team. Um, it's it's so bad. They need, they need a quarterback. They need offensive line. They need wide receivers. They need defensive backs that could use linebackers. Um, Dan, are you not a believer in Jalen Hurts? No, I'm not. Say not at all. Bro. Not at all. Uh, I think yeah. he, he did well at the end because he was a lot more mobile and hadn't been beaten down. Uh, like Carson Wentz had. Uh, they were starting to get some of their players back healthy when they started playing Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a really good backup. I think he's a really good backup. Uh, but I don't I don't think yeah. he's going to make it a whole season. I think once people start getting game tape on him, because he was, he was a lot more legs than he was arm. And I think once people get yeah. tape on him, uh, they're not going to have anything. You know, there's rumors Zach Hurts is going to be traded. Now they'll get Brandon Brooks... Um, and some of their offensive line back, but well, they're saying they might be trying to. They're shopping Brandon Books right now. You know what? You might as well. You you are in a total rebuild. Uh, so I would. I, I would, think it's a fire sale. Yeah, I yeah, would trade I Derek Barnett. Sale. I would trade Fletcher Cox. I would trade everyone I I could. The problem is with the cast base the way it is this year. You're going to get pennies on the dollar for whoever you trade. Yeah, if you're if they're over thirty, just trade them, and uh, and and you know get some draft picks if you can. Uh, and then you know, let's just try to try to build whatever you can through the draft this year. Even though it's going to be a rough draft, um, do whatever you know, just due to the lack of combine and and, all, and lack of Senior Bowl, lack of you know tape against you know legit teams. You know, depending on if you're in small school uh, conferences or not, it, it's going to be hard to diagnose some players this year. I really believe that. But um, but I mean, trade all your vets, get all the picks you can. Hope a couple of them work out so you have something to build around starting over next year because you're right. I mean, it's just full, full rebuild. And and talk about awful timing to have a rebuild at a time when the division is just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, everything is a mess. So, And you're $25 million in the hole. You were 33, but you freed up some money, and now you're only $25 million in the hole. So you can't get any free agents. Um, you probably can't re-sign anybody, but the good news is there's not really a lot of people that need to be re-signed. Um, Jason Peters, Correct. But, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that you can afford. You're gonna have to let him go. You have to trade Brandon Brooks. They're gonna trade Zach Ertz. Um, they got rid of Carson Wentz, but they, they're still gonna have to pay him a ton. Uh, it's a mess. Uh, they've got Jalen Rager, who's young, and that's nice. They got Travis Fulgham, who's young, and that's nice. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Decent. Lane Johnson's he's, he's good. a good right tackle, but he's aging. Uh, Jason Kelsey is getting older, he's, but he, I mean, you've got some stability with your center. You know, Orlando Brown really wants to be a left tackle. He's leaving the Ravens specifically for that reason. 
I don't know if he can be or not. You know, it's it's rare a team gets rid of a left tackle, and if he potentially could be one. Um, if they believed in him strongly that he could play left tackle, uh, I could totally see them finding a way to uh, trade, uh, was it Ronnie Stanley, uh, who's an absolute stud, an absolute stud. But if they thought Orlando Brown was legit left tackle and young, they could put him there get a right tackle dirt cheap and then have crazy draft capital with this Ronnie Stanley trade. So Ronnie Stanley just got a huge, just became the highest paid offensive lineman last year. Yeah. And to me, that screams that they didn't believe Orlando Brown Brown was ready to take that. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to trade Ronnie Stanley and Ronnie Stanley is really good. Now he got injured. I think he tore his ACL or Achilles last year, right? Like the day after he signed that contract. But uh, Orlando Brown's kind of a fool, man. That's a, that's a, I don't know why you would leave the Ravens. It's a good organization. No matter no matter what's going on, that's a good organization. I don't know where he's planning on going, but yeah, uh, and Jordan playing left tackle for the you know for the some terrible team like I don't know Texas, but who knows? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't know where he goes. I really don't. Maybe the Bengals. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. Well, that ru- that wraps up the uh, the NFC East, which is. Thank God that we got through that kind of quick because it was like ripping off a Band-Aid. Um, but we will be able to come back next time with the AFC West, which is, uh, oh boy, there it's an entire division of hope, I feel like. so. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So we'll come back and we'll wrap up with them next time. All right.